Hi, I'm Wendy Dickinson. I'm a mergers and acquisitions coach with Ascend to Sell. I specialize in coaching business owners who either want to sell the business they've spent years building or grow through an acquisition. I coach my clients to adopt mindset and awareness techniques in positive leadership, stress management, and maintaining their sense of purpose through transitions. Today I'm here with Ellen McKen Ellen, how do you pronounce your last name? McElhenney. McElhenney, a B2B CFO. Ellen has M&A experience that she's able to leverage with her clients as a fractional CFO. Ellen, welcome to Catalytic Conversations. Thank you, Wendy. I'm so delighted to have you here and was delighted to meet you recently and, and to have the opportunity to spend time with you this morning. Ellen, would you please tell our listeners a bit about yourself, your life, and your life's work? Uh, sure. Um, I spent the first 30 years of my career in corporate America. Um, I was first with, with um, a couple of Fortune 500 companies. And then um, I became the CFO at a small company that grew more than three times in the 18 years I was there. And one of the reasons it grew so much was because we did a, a few small acquisitions, or actually more than a few, and I was able to be on the front lines uh, when we were doing these acquisitions and got a lot of valuable experience being the point person and doing all the due diligence on, on these acquisitions. So that kind of transitioned me into what I'm doing now, which is I'm on the other side helping small businesses get ready for that transaction. What I found while we were doing our acquisitions was that a lot of small business owners weren't ready. Uh, they had no idea what their companies were worth. And a lot of times, most all the time, uh, the company was worth less than the owner thought. Mm -hmm. And so what I want to do is help these small business owners get ready for the transaction, uh, have them start that conversation early so they can uh, prepare their business financially uh, to maximize the value and to, um, to help them uh, sell their business for their retirement. And, you know, I really have to admire the way that you have utilized so many of your experiences in, and bring that to your clients. Because my experience is that you are spot on. People do not know how to value their businesses appropriately. And they are reluctant or, or don't have the bandwidth to do the pre-work that could really help out as far as that transition is concerned. And, and listeners, Ellen recently completed a book. And Ellen, would you tell us about your book and your purpose in writing it? Yeah, actually, the purpose in writing it was because I absolutely love to write. I've been dabbling in writing for, for several years, but um, the book just kind of came to me, and it's really kind of based on my experience. It's a, it's a business novel, but it's about a company that, uh, a very strong company that has a change in leadership due to the retirement of the owner, and he does not put the right person in charge of the business. Mm -hmm. he, he, he doesn't put a visionary in, in charge of the business. And the next few years, the business can de declines for various reasons due to poor management and other things. And so it 
tells about how that com- company was turned around. Actually, right now the, the um, title of the book is The Big Turnaround, and how by putting more of a visionary person into the uh, president's position, they were able to turn the company around, increase the value, and the former owner, and the owner was able to sell at a very good price. And so I, what, it, what it is is kind of using my experience over the years. Uh, it's not my story, but uh, it takes instances in my life, and people in my life, and um, sort of, you know, I rework it into to this book. And so I've, I've had a great time writing it. It didn't take me very long to write. It was just, it was just a lot of fun. Well, it sounds really interesting, and I'm so looking forward to its publishing date in March. Yes, it should, should be out um, mid-March, mid to late March, I think. That's great. Ellen, you mentioned you used some of your experiences in writing the book. Let me ask you, what, in your opinion, are some of the most common gaps in the knowledge or the experiences that owners have that, that create these, let's call them possible pitfalls? I think one of the, the things that I have seen in the, in the time getting to know owners of businesses is that, first of all, there's a lot of emotion involved. Mm. Somebody who's grown a business, has, has been working on a business for 20 years, I mean, it's their baby. Yeah. And they have a lot of trouble letting go of uh, the day-to-day operations. You, you know, they're, they're working in their business instead of on their business. And you see that all the time. They just, they don't, it's whether it's a lack of trust or just um, wanting to be able to do everything. I feel like that is the biggest problem that a lot of small business owners have. And they just get too caught up in the day-to-day operations. It's kind of funny. Most business owners take pride in the fact that, that they're so valuable to the company, but what they don't realize is the uh, to maximize the value, they have to be less relied upon in order to sell their company because people aren't going to want to come in and buy a company that uh, is totally totally reliant on that previous owner. Yeah, and you know it's it's something that I'll bet our listeners or at least some of them are surprised to hear. What are some of the um, possible paths that people could take to take themselves out of those day-to-day operations? Well, I think the, the most important thing is to find a um, people that they trust and can rely upon to help them with the, the day-to-day operations. Mm-hmm. Uh, even a small company needs somebody that, that, that can, whether they outsource it or um, the, the different uh, duties within the company, they need to find people that they can trust and rely upon to do those things so that they have more time uh, doing. What, what is amazing to me, what I see all the time, is uh, you have a, a small business owner who obviously had some kind of passion for what they wanted to do, and suddenly they are doing the exact opposite of what they wanted to do, um, you know, doing the books. I mean, most business owners would rather stick an ice pick in their eye <laughs> rather yes. than do financial stuff, yet yeah. they're sitting there doing it. 
and because they, they, they don't feel like they trust somebody to do that, and, and they have to let go of that kind of thing and do what they have the um, passion for, number one, mm-hmm. and what they have the um, expertise in. Yeah, and, you know, what I've seen, too, along those lines is is that people almost feel as though that doing those things that, that are miserable, that make them miserable, is just part of it. It's yep. something they have to suffer through and do. And exactly. I, I think the perspective or the opportunity for a shift in perspective comes in where if you or, or me as a coach, some, someone can point out to the owner that doing what they're passionate about and, and freeing them up from the things that make them miserable actually can lead to greater profitability. Absolutely. I, be, I believe that 100%. Yeah, it's it's an and it's a difficult thing that I I feel like that's a limiting belief. People feel like they have to do certain things themselves as owners and not um, outsource or hire on. And and here's the other interesting thing: How often, Ellen, do you happen to see where an owner has really taken the time to develop their team so that that team becomes part of the value of the company? Very seldom. Uh, I think that's that's a major drawback in a lot of smaller companies is that there isn't a strong team to carry on after after the owner's gone, and again, um, that definitely depresses the value of a company. Uh, a, a team of, of strong managers who can make decisions, who are give, who are empowered to make decisions, is so important to increasing that value in a business. Could you speak a little bit more to uh, how a buyer looks at a team and evaluates the worth of a team? Well, from my experience, and and I've I've been experienced. I've had some experience on both sides, not an actual sale, but a potential sale. Yes, and it's interesting because they do come in and they'll they'll interview, and what they're looking for is strong decision making people who who are not afraid to make decisions within the company, who, who are running a strong team. Um, I, I think it, the, the whole team aspect these days is so important mm-hmm. that, you know, people aren't working in silos because that just um, is counterproductive for a company. Um, so that that is just a huge part of what a lot of, you know, people who are wanting to come in and buy a business, that, that's a huge part of what they're looking for. And it makes sense. And and so that's one way an owner might better position their organization for a sale. Can you think of any other things that you've seen in your experience where people have opportunities to make changes to increase the value and, and just haven't? Probably uh, one of the things that, that I see a lot of is that um, – they bring too much emotion to the table. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I believe that um, they need to step back and sort of look at things from a new perspective. That's one of the biggest barriers, I think, to really growth and getting the maximum value of your company is kind of trying to take the emotion out of things. Yeah, and as uh, as an M&A coach, I can tell you that um, the emotional aspect, and you mentioned identity earlier, 
those things are often, with the best of intentions, advisors often uh, tell their clients or recommend to their clients to quote unquote take the emotion out of it. And many, most of us don't have the tools to do that. We are not automatons. We have emotions. And when you've given that much of your life to a business, it makes sense that your emotions would, would play a role. I'm losing you. Still having a bit of sound problems? Oh, here we go. I okay, back. great. <laughs> so, Ellen, would you tell us about your current work? Yeah. Um, from my experience with um, the small business owners in the acquisitions, um, I guess my passion was to start helping these people who, you know, build a business and then want to maximize the value. And uh, about a year and a half ago, I was approached by a company called B2B CFO. And we are the largest outsourced strategic CFO providers in the, in the country. And it's a partnership. I'm the only one in the Richmond area. I have a few partners up in the D.C. area. And what we do is, is we have a proven method of helping uh, put together a team for a small business owner to prepare themselves for the transition. Founder of our company, his name is uh, Jerry Mills. He wrote a book called The Exit Strategy Plan. And basically what it is, it's a very easy read. And it's a book that, I'm sorry, it's the Exit Strategy Handbook. But he's put together a plan that shows a, a business owner exactly what he needs to do, the, the team he needs to put together, and what our role is, is to go in and help coordinate that team. So that's one part of what we do. The other part is just the more uh, fractional types CFO services. And that's, that's what I'm running into a lot these days is, is people who need help with cash flow, who need help with budgeting, uh, who need help with um, expense reduction to help them get themselves in, you know, whether they need to get a line of credit or something. Um, I can be brought in to, to help prepare them for that. And so it's very rewarding work because I feel like that um, I'm, I'm helping these guys, these business owners, men or women, get a, get a leg up and mm -hmm. uh, really prepare their business for that transition. Because it's like death and taxes. Eventually you're going to transition out of your business. So uh, you need to be prepared for it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's also interesting to me how many business owners seem to operate under this belief that they're really not going to die. And, uh, you know, <laughs> we don't have that ability yet. Nope. <laughs> so, Ellen, um, I recently was talking with some people and also heard a podcast on working capital management. And in the research, it's showing that there are a lot of small to lower middle market business owners who don't appreciate the number of opportunities there are to improve their working capital management and thus their credit lines. Do you have any comment about that particular area? Well, I, one of the things that I do is go in and I, I come from a background, a, an industry where cash flow was an issue all the time because mm -hmm. we we carried a lot of inventory, and so it was very difficult. Uh, cash flow was always a difficult thing. Mm -hmm. Good times and bad times, it was always it was always an issue. And so I learned different techniques on how to uh, preserve capital when when it when we needed it. Uh, how to look for resources to to fund 
inventory purchases to fund payroll. Um, it, 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 and so it, it is so important to, to have somebody in place that can can help you look at those things because I think one of the most important things for a small business owner is to, as soon as you can, get some kind of line of credit in place in order to go through the peaks and valleys to spread that out. If you need the money, you know, from a, for a temporary standpoint, you've got it there uh, because there's nothing more stressful than on Thursday wondering if you're going to be able to cover payroll the next day uh, and not having any kind of resources available to you that, that can help you do that. So it would be, it's, it's just such an important part of running a business. Yeah, it certainly is. And I'm, I'm often struck by how helpful it is to bring in um, someone with a different perspective, with a dif- different set of skills and, and how many meaningful concrete steps there are that owners can take to really improve the um, overall profitability of their businesses. Yeah, I mean, whether that be looking at your receivables and and maybe doing something with that, uh, obviously expense reduction, Mm -hmm. go through a a list of things that possibilities that we can look at uh, in a a small business to possibly help Expense reduction is huge. I mean, normally you can find in any business, you can find areas where they can improve on that. And of course, receivables is a whole different story. I've, I've been in businesses where they just more or less re- ignore receivables. And that's a huge part. And that's a yes. big asset. And that's the, that's the owner's money. And, and so they really need to pay attention to those things yeah. and have somebody paying attention to it. Um, not necessarily the owner, but they need somebody paying attention to it all the time. Yes. And and so, Ellen, I also, um, I'm just struck by you have this amazing experience of helping Fortune 500 companies. You've helped grow another company through, through an acquisition strategy. You have um, it had some experience with going through the process, but not closing a deal on, on also the um, sell side. And so you now are, are working for an organization that you're able to bring all of those experiences and fold those in and really work with the population, which are business owners, to really, uh, you know, bring their businesses and help them leverage their businesses to realize their ultimate goals and dreams. So I just wonder, um, is there anything else that, that you want to add about the work that you do? I mean, are you limited geographically? Do you, are you, do you work with one particular industry? How does, how does that work? You know, I am not uh, limited geographically. I, I pretty much have stayed in the Richmond area, but I, I do have a client uh, in the western part of the state. But I am not limited, and, and to, to be honest with you, I will go anywhere for, for a small business person that, that needs me. And I do a lot of work virtually, so it's not, it's not as important to, to be right there with the owner at all times. I mean, we can do uh, a lot over the Internet through uh, Skype and Zoom and, and everything. There's so, so many things we can do these days that we don't have to be physically present. And from an industry standpoint, I'm, I'm very surprised. I have 
my clients range through all industries from manufacturing to uh, construction to financial management. I mean, it's, it's amazing uh, how easy it was to fall into. And that's one of the big advantages of being with B2B CFO is that I have a bench of 220 partners who uh, have been in all industries. And so if I, if I find a, a problem that um, I'm not familiar with, I've got somebody to ask who will probably respond to me within an hour. So I, I feel really conf, conf, <clears throat> confident with that I can really work within any industry. You know, I think that's so important. And actually, you've just modeled for business owners what we, you and I are encouraging them to do, and that is strengthen your bench, strengthen your team. And if you don't have the people, the players on your team that you need, seek them out. Go find them. Yeah, exactly. And reach out to people. If you don't know where to find those people, reach out to people who may know. Sure. Yeah. And that's one of the things that I've tried to do, Wendy, is um, through people like you, meeting people like you, um, bankers, um, CPAs, I'm, I'm trying to build a bench of local people that if I go into a, a business and they need a new banking relationship or they need um, a new CPA, I have, I have somebody in my pocket that I can, you know, refer them to. And mm -hmm. that's always very helpful, too. Um, so I like to, if, if I'm ever asked the question, do you know an insurance guy? Um, I always have an answer for him. <laughs> well, and the nice thing about it, too, is that that allows, it, let's say there's a listener from the West Coast. Well, confidentiality is always a challenge, right? So, so by, yeah, by accessing somebody on the East Coast to be on your team in a confidential way, that may work for people. So mm -hmm. I just am so grateful that you came and spent this time with us today. I really appreciate it. it oh, not a problem. It, it's just not often, Ellen, that owners have the opportunity to hear this inside view that you offer of the M&A process. And um, then, again, the offer of your services as CFO, wow. I mean, that is just a really important piece for a lot of business owners. Well, I just think the whole outsourcing of some of these professional services, like what you you provide and what I provide, um, I, I just don't think a lot of people realize that those resources are out there, and I'm, I'm hoping that you can get the word out through these podcasts. Well, thank you. And again, thanks so much. Hey, Tribe, thanks for listening. If you want to reach me, visit my website for more information on my uh, Get Your Bearings Mastermind, or for those who are looking for a shorter commitment, my Trailblazer Strategy Day. And Ellen, if people want to reach out to you, how can they get in touch with you? Probably the best way is to email me at Ellen McElhenney, E-L-L-E-N-M-C-I-L-H-E-N-N-Y at E2BCFO.com. That's great. Thank you so much, Ellen. And listeners, Ellen and I are here to coach you through it from start to finish so that you can maximize your financial returns and minimize your emotional regrets. Thank you, listeners.